0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Listen, it's one thing to have a general knowledge, but it's another thing understanding how to have the working understanding. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got an idea about it, but I don't understand all of it. Well, here we go. Let's just put down put, the, <laughs> put down what I tell you and believe me. I'm telling you the truth. I ain't got no reason. We're not going to lie to you for. You know what I mean? It's easy. So we got to understand it because if we don't understand it, how are we going to operate with it? Number one, ready? The glory of God isn't just a feeling. It's a spiritual tsunami of everything contained in the character of God. That's, that's what it is. It's a spiritual tsunami of everything that is carried in the character of God. It's God's essence in everything. Now, let me show you something that naturally could explain it. Okay? Is this all right? Now just go still with this. Okay? The glory is, is basically contained in the character of God. But one thing we would say this uh, uh, like this a fish is designed to be in water. When you take the fish out of the water, guess what? It doesn't function. You understand what I'm saying? So you were designed for the glory. You see what I'm saying? And if we take you out of the glory, you aren't working as good as you are. Like that fish in the water is cruising and doing what it's supposed to do. You pull that joker out of the water, guess what? It is not supposed to function in an oxygen environment called the earth. So when you take you out of the glory, you don't function as well as you should in the glory. The presence of God. So we're going to work on this just to so you get Because that's like the nature of why the DNA of who we are. And I'm going to explain it all. But I just got to give you a visual. That, you see. that fish don't function out of water. But you put that fish in that water, boy that thing take off. You see it? We leave you in the glory, you are in your element. We take you out of the glory, the presence and the power of God, you ain't functioning as good. So you got to stay. It's in you but you got to function in it. That's what I'm doing. I'm getting you reawakened to the glory of God. Let me tell you, Adam had now, why do I got to get you reawoken to it? Because you lost it in the fall. You received it in Christ, but it came off of you in the fall. Adam had the glory of God on him. But when he fell, God said, go cover yourself, kid, because you're naked now. And he put a fig leaf on him. God said, no fig ain't good enough for that. You got to have a sacrifice. But you got to understand, the glory came off man because of sin. Jesus didn't, now listen to me, Jesus didn't put it back on man he put it in man. And now what's in you needs to come upon you again. That's how you get. But you got to be conscious of something to get it. So you ain't conscious of it, it won't be there. You see what I'm saying? So we got to put a demand on it. We're going to talk about that. You know, we got to set an atmosphere for it. But you can set an atmosphere at home for it because it's in you. I'll show you. You okay? And the glory. What's the glory of God? Glad you asked. The glory of God is literally translated this. Okay? It is meaning the heaviest, biggest, Grandest thing about someone. of the translate, the word glory literally is translated heavyweight. Meaning the heaviest, biggest, and grandest thing about someone. You know, on Wednesday I got all cool because I was thinking about how Christians need to posture themselves. You know, how many, you know, I was telling them in the morning service, maybe you don't like fighting, but I like watching a good fight every once in a while. I don't know much about the UFC stuff. Mike's real good at it, though. He, got, well, he does the other stuff, Muay Thai and all the other guy, But your belt. I think of Belts. When we went to the gym, we see the belt. The belt. Well, I'm the champion. The, the, the challenger comes and tries to take my belt. That's the key with the church. You are, not, you are not trying to get it. You already got the belt. Somebody's trying to take your stuff. You don't need to get the victory. I got the victory. I'm fighting from a place of victory, not a place of defeat trying to get a victory. When the champ walks in with the belt, who shows up in the ring with him? The challenger for the belt. You are a champion already because everything God gave you. Stop posturing yourself like you're trying to get the stuff. You are not trying to get the stuff. You got the stuff, and somebody's trying to take your stuff. See yourself right. I am the undefeated champion. Here comes my challenger, trying to take my prosperity, trying to take my mind, trying to take my health, trying to take my family. You ain't taking Jack because you ain't leaving the ring without a fight. You understand? And you don't fight with your physical hands. The way you fight is Christian. you you put your hands in the air and you get the word coming out your mouth. Amen? Because this battle ain't flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. You understand? But you can't sit there like, no, quiet Christian. Quiet Christians are defeated Christians. They are quiet. I don't want to say, no, I don't get excited when you're defeated. You got to open your mouth. Well, I don't want to do it. Well, didn't live messed up. I don't know what to tell you. The devil's a jerk. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep him in the arena of faith. Ready? Here we go. The glory of God, write this down, this one will little bit. It's the presence and power. Presence and power. So what's the glory? Simple definition, presence and power of God. That's what it is. What's the glory? Presence, power of God. Presence and power. Well, who needs God? See, we get a, ooh, the glory is here. You get goosebumps from. Yeah, but it's not just his presence. It's his power. And where the power of God shows up, how much of it you need to change situations? What situation do you need to change right now? That power and his presence can change it. Very important. Because otherwise, you'd be living in earth. Come on, man. You need the presence and power of God to show up. How do I get it to show up? How do I get it to show up on my behalf? Well, what do I need that for? challenges in life. That's why. Whatever challenge you got in life, the presence of power of God can give you a way to what? Overcome. So I got a challenge in my mind. It's okay. The presence of power of God will go in there and fix it. Fix my head? Yeah, fix your head. Fix your body? Fix your mind. Yeah, fix everything. Because you're going to see this now when I show you this because nothing's impossible when God's glory shows up. That's the truth. It's been called the manifested power of God, but it's more than that. It's been called the manifested presence of God. I'm sorry. But it's more than presence, it's power. Don't ever forget that. It's the power and presence of God. When glory shows up, the power and presence of God shows up. Does that make sense? Did you pull it in your knower? All right, well, here's the greatest thing of all. What in the world is glory gonna do for me? That's great, it's the power of God. That's great, it's the presence of God. But big deal, you know, zippy-doo da day, hey, what's this what's this gonna do for me? You know what I'm saying? Not to say we gotta have the me factor, but we better know what it's gonna do for me. What, what I care. I mean, not to be mean, but unless I see change in my life, what, what, okay, great. The glory's in me. The power of God's in me. Wow, it's going to show up. Wonderful. Here's why you got to have it. What does the glory of God do for me? It's the kind of power that resurrects, delivers, overcomes, and transforms. It resurrects, it delivers, it overcomes, and transforms. It's greater and stronger than any other power that exists and any power that is in existence, and it belongs to me and you. So here's my question. Note takers, what do you need to resurrect, deliver, and overcome, and transform? See it? You got to find, well, what in your life needs to be, what thing's so dead in your life that you can't even fix it if you try, but God can resurrect it with a touch of his hand? How many of you been to some resurrected, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got it so jacked up, only only Jesus can fix it. Or it got messed up because, look, I'm not picking on you guys. Sometimes you just got some jacked up family members or something. You know, crazy this or something going on. I know it's not easy, but who needs some resurrection stuff? You know, I, I, I told him in the morning service, who needs to overcome some stuff? Now, you're Why do I need the glory? I don't know if I need the glory. Well, do you need to resurrect something in your life? Do you need to get delivered? We don't talk like that in church no more. What you mean delivered? I mean, what do you need to get delivered from? You know, so Wednesday night, we had a little bit. The Spirit of God came running in here like, and some people got a little touch from heaven. I know some people got delivered. He, he, they did. They got delivered. Where'd they get delivered from? How in the world do I know? It ain't none of my business. I can care less. I can just see it when it's working. Well, I don't. My God, you mean to say, what's delivered me? Yeah. See, don't act like you're sharp because you ain't that sharp. I'll catch you. No, don't go, oh, I don't know what this sermon's all about. It's about delivering you from stuff you shouldn't be looking at. Right. Oh, how's that one? Did that one, did that one get you? Little cute, little fuzzy-headed Christian, you. I don't know. What he, I don't know what he's talking about. You know what? I know. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not picking on you, but please understand. There's some stuff. Oh, you don't know what you need to be delivered from. If you can't put that bottle down on your own, you need some help. You, you, are my low You, am I fine? I'm not being a jerk, but I'm trying to help you because don't sit here like you don't know what I'm talking about when you know exactly what you should be understanding right now. Oh, you, go, you don't know what I'm talking about. You shouldn't be smoking what you're smoking. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. You, you know what I'm talking about now about the liver. You know now what deliver means. Does everybody get me? Why? So don't. Okay. Now we've we've handled that because the the, the people that want they want to give shut down in their mind that they think they're going to shut me down. You're not going to shut me down. I'm going to overpower. That's why you're not going to be comfortable because I didn't. If you're comfortable in church, something's wrong with the atmosphere. I said. I, didn't, I don't make you comfortable. My job's not to make you comfortable. My job is to help you get delivered. There's a difference. I ain't, well, I ain't a preacher. I'm a man of God. There's two different things. Long, long, different story, bro. Bunch of preachers, not many men of God. So we'll leave it at that. I don't care. You can come in here as demon possessed as you want. You can call across the wall for all I care. We'll cast it out. You'll be all right. Don't worry about it. I've been there too. I ain't worried about, look, I, I, I don't care about getting sloppy. It's okay with me, but we're going to be truthful. You understand what I'm saying now? Yes. Okay, leave that alone. Now i got to overcome. What do I need to overcome? In my mind. My mind's crazy if I leave it by itself. How many of you need some mind overcoming? You see it now? You're pulling it in. How many of you need some overcoming in other areas in your life? I need to overcome some stuff. Okay, good. We all do. Welcome to the club. I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching with you. Okay? Now we understand why I need the glory. I don't understand why I need the glory. Now you know why. You know why you need to hear the sermon? Because that jacked-up marriage ain't getting fixed because you just go to Jimmy Evans. Come on. Come on. Your life ain't going to change just because you went to the gym for two weeks. Come on. I'm down with you. You understand what I mean? You got to be what? in it. Your spiritual life ain't going to change just because I wait. I come to church. Man, I'm breaking records this year. Praise be to God. I've been to church three Sundays in a row. My God in heaven. Okay, that's good, but there's 52 more weeks coming, guys. Let's stay in it. Amen. Breakthrough. I'm not picking on your attendance. I love your attendance. I love seeing your face. Come on. But you understand what I'm saying with this thing. I got to overcome. I got to get victory. Okay, how many, how many need some resurrection? Man, I love the story with Jesus. Jesus is going to see Lazarus. Every time I think of resurrection, I get all excited. Woo, you know why? Because I think of that story with Jesus, right? Jesus is like, we're going to go see Lazarus. What's up with Lazarus? He's sick. But the sickness will not end in the death. Okay. I just went to the hospital the other day to see somebody. You know what the worst thing in the world is here? Is if you go see somebody, you get messed up. The worst thing in the world is when they don't know what's going on. But when somebody goes and says, ah, he's sick, he'll be all right. A couple days of antibiotics, he'll be better. I was like, praise be to God. You walk out of there with a smile on your face. Just rest up, heal up, and go. Jesus said this sickness will not end in the death. So said, great. So what happened? He said, cool. He said, we're going to hang out. Next thing you know, he said, hey, Lazarus is not just sick. He's dead. You just told me it wouldn't end in death. Jesus said, good. We're going to wait until it's impossible. And now we'll show up. Shows up in an impossible situation. Tells these guys. I, I would have been looking at the one ads because how in the world? You said he wasn't going to die. And now he's dead. You got me all confused, Jesus. I don't know whether you're coming or going. What did Jesus say? He said, the sickness will not end in the death. You ain't never seen the resurrection inside of me yet, but you about ready. He said, Lazarus, come up out of there. See, some of you got some stuff in your life, only resurrection power could turn it around. You need some stuff resurrected in life because you can't fix it. You can't pray it away. You can't stay it away. You can't do nothing about it. You got to resurrect it. It's deader than a doornail, but when he touches it, it will resurrect. Some of you got dreams. Well, I need the glory of God to resurrect that dream inside of you. Resurrect that business. Resurrect that plan. Resurrect that stuff. Resurrect the stuff that people try to take out of you because they didn't recognize who you were. People tried to speak stuff over you. They didn't know who you were. Why are you letting people tell you who you are when they have not been qualified to speak into your life? I'll never... Never know, but I know this resurrection power is getting ready to touch your mind, touch your body, touch your words. Why? Because when I put a demand on the glory of God, something's got to change, and it ain't going to be God, it's going to be situations and circumstances. See it because He's for you, not against you, amen. You know why you got to hear about the glory? That's why. So, after now, I know I need the glory. How many need the glory? Look at your neighbor say, You need the glory. Look at the other neighbor say, You too. You might be thinking, I can't receive that, but I got news for you. You might feel like the glory of God's untouchable. You might feel like, now listen, here's what's going on. Well, I've been, well, 20 years I've been sitting in this situation. I don't want to hear none of that. Stop thinking your situation's untouchable. Stop thinking your situation's unreachable. Stop thinking this situation is impossible. Stop thinking that only God, I don't care if Jesus Christ got to walk through the wall and say this is what the preacher's been talking about in church and daddy's faith or mama's faith got me here. You better get it right, kid. I don't care what it takes. If the glory, let me tell you something about the glory. Boy, they tried to go, the glory showed up in the temple and they tried to walk in. They couldn't walk in. They bounced off an invisible force field. I'll preach it to you one day. I'll show it to you. They couldn't get in the room. They tried to run in and they bounced. So how they bounce? You bounce in it. Why? Because it's tangible. You can't see it. I seen th- that goober that time me and you went to go preach at the house. He didn't want to hear nothing about the gospel. My dad was with me. He got up and said, I'm coming at you. I said, You're going to come at me with what? He got mad at me for preaching to him. He got up and ran at me like he's going to hit me and he bounced. Did he bounce? He was with me. He, my dad said, I never seen nothing like that. He come at you to swing and he like got all mad and he bounced like this. I said, My God, I'm packing stuff I don't even know I got. I don't even got to touch you. you falling down. I'm serious. He was with me. We're serious. I'm not kidding. I said, you got to know about the gospel. He said, I don't want to hear nothing about no gospel. Got all mad, popped out the chair like he's coming at me. I said, this will be fun. Right? He came at me like he's mad, and he got like right here and he went Stumbling. I said, bumbling, stumbling, rumbling. He ain't getting. There. I couldn't get there. I laughed. I said, look at this. This stuff works. <laughs> Man, I wasn't worried about getting hit or nothing, but I seen the glory. You can't see it. It's it's it might not look invisible to the eye, but it's tangible in the spirit. Now that's to say that I'm just being cute. With you. I've seen it a couple of times. You give it the glory show up in here, you get stuck. The glory of God will get on you. It's not weird. It's helping you, it's protecting you. You ever been there? Glory showed up in your life, probably saved some of your lives. Driving or something like that. Something just shifted. I don't understand. What happened. Shifted. I couldn't even understand it. I don't know how to. That's the glory. You see what I'm saying? Stuff you shouldn't have been. Today, I had the guy. He said, I flipped over a couple times. Things should have He said, I don't know. It's a miracle. That's the glory showed up. The presence and power of God showed up intervening for you. Yeah. Well, how, well, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know how. I don't know how, but he does it. And don't get down on the wise and the wants. Just know this that if the glory is available, I want it. How about you? So it's not, it's not untouchable, it's not unreachable. You might not think you can manifest, but you can the glory has been designed for you. You understand that? Power and presence of God. But did you know the glory of God's available 24-7? It's built into you. That's how God designed it, and it's how God designed you. Look at first John. Now you can go home and read all of 1 John, it'll be great. But read John chapter 1. John chapter 1, we'll start with verse 12. I want you to see this, right? But you can read all of John chapter 1 and it'll change your life. Are you ready for that? Look at verse 12. Are you you ready for this? But as many received him, that's you, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. See that? Did you get that? He gave you the power to become a son the minute you believe. Okay? Which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of wind, but of God. You were born of God. Look at verse 14. Here you go. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the, as the glory as of the glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. We beheld his glory full of grace and truth. We beheld the glory, Jesus. Okay? But when you became, when you got saved, what did he do with you? He gave you the glory. Okay? Watch this. Because you were born of God, that glory is inside of you right now. All things that the Father has included, his glory belongs to you. This means the glory of God is not too far out of reach. It's right within your grasp. It's in you. Okay? Now, this is one of the most powerful things I can tell you. The most powerful substance that exists on the face of the earth is the glory of God, and it's in you right now. Most of us don't have any problem accepting that verse, but here's the key. It says, as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. You got the same power. Did you pull that in? Now, I want to show you this. In John 17, 21, you're going to see this. So just go there. Now, I want you, now I need you to absorb this and just read it and believe it. That's all you got to do. Everybody say, I'm going to believe it when I read it. Okay, don't try to understand it, just accept it. All right? That they, that they all, how many got a Bible? It's a real Bible and it's got red letters in it. You got a red letter one? Is that a red letter? Red letter means what? Jesus said it. Look at this Bible school, students. You're the best. So Jesus said this out of his mouth. So if Jesus didn't want to say it, he should have been quiet. In all due respect, don't say something, Jesus, you don't want to get me. Because I'm honoring If I see it, I'm getting it. You see it? You got it? This is for you. That they are. All may be one. Okay, I'm cool with that. As the Father's in me, I'm in thee. Okay, Jesus, I understand what you're saying. So as the Father's in him, he's in me. That they all must be one with us. Okay, I'm getting it. So he's in God and we're in him and we're all together. Good, all right, whatever. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. I got you, I'm cool with that. Look at verse 22. And now this is what Jesus said. And the glory which God gave me, I gave you, that they may be one even as we are one. So where's the glory? It's in you. He's in you, and the glory's in you, and you're all one. You see it? Now, I didn't say it. Who said it? Jesus. So if Jesus said it, is it true? Yeah. And the glory which thou gave me, I gave them. Well, how in the world did you give it to them? Well, I took it with me in them when they received me. So where's the glory right now? It's in you. It's in you. Now, see, whatever you don't activate will go dormant. Whatever you don't put a faith demand on won't function as good. You understand? So you got to become aware of the glory. you got to almost give it um, reverence to a place. you got to almost give it access through faith. You understand? You gotta all, really what you got to do is you got to voice activate it. It's voice-activated. It's voice acting. Your voice will activate it. Look right here. That they may be one even as we are one. Keep going. I read a little bit. In I in them and you in me that may what, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that I sent me and has loved them. As thou has loved me. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Father, I will. What you will, Jesus? I will that they also whom thou has given me be where I'm at. That they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. Manifested it. Jesus manifested on the Mount of Transfiguration. The glory of God's in you, okay? So everybody say this The glory is in me. God's power and God's presence. See it? You see it? It's in me. Well, what in the world is in me? What am I doing with it? Probably nothing. Now don't get, don't get down on me, just understand me. You can't, if you don't know you got it, how are you going to put a demand on it? Right. But faith to put a demand on things. See, that's what we get. What do we get? We're getting gnosis. Mm-hmm. We're getting understanding. What kind of understanding we get? Understanding and a function in something, not just understanding. We're learning how to work with it. I'm going to show you the next couple of weeks, how do I work with the glory? Brother Hagin had 80 scriptures, 78 scriptures that he would walk in an atmosphere and just speak them until the glory showed up. Why did he do that? Because he understood something about the glory of God. Because once the glory, let me, look, I'm smart enough to know if the glory of God rolls in here, I don't got to say much. Just shut up and sit down. Because if you're in the atmosphere where the power and presence of God is, we ain't got to do nothing. Let me explain something. The church is working. Let me show you. Can, can, come here. I'm going to say something now. Don't, don't, get, don't get with me. You know I'm coming with this. We got 83 help groups for everything that if the glory of God showed up, people get delivered instantly. So we got to put a demand on God's power. We, we're leaving a demand on God's power and trying to do it in human reasoning. We need to go back. This is why the church is getting weak. Well, we ain't going to sit and wait until he shows up. Well, then we got to figure it out in the earth, and I don't, that takes too much time. I'd rather sit and wait for God to show up and do it in an instant than we got to sit and wait. Man, how many of you got delivered, got delivered? You know what I mean? You're like, you walked in, got delivered to some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you were messed up, and then the God got on you. I'd rather get God on people than just go get them in some thing. Now, listen, everybody needs counseling. If you need some help, get some help. But here's what I'm saying. Are we, are we putting a demand on the spiritual stuff? Or are we just putting a demand on the natural? Okay, here's an 82-week course on how to get better thinking. How about this? Get the glory to show up and knock that crazy stuff out your head. You know what I mean? And we can, we can help you. Now, look, it. if you need an 82-week course, we'll get it for you. But did we give a God side? Man, I told him that the one time I had the joker. I said, go pray in tongues until something shifts. We don't talk like that no more in church. Well, how long do I got to pray in tongues? until something changes. What do you mean pray in tongues until something changes? I can't even pray in tongues. Come tonight, we'll get you filled, at six o'clock. What do you mean you don't pray in tongues? I don't understand it. It's weird. No, you're weird because you don't understand it. <laughs> we'll help you understand it. Well, I don't think I need that. Well, you just keep going on the road. You're going. It's been working out real good for you so far. <laughs> Look, I'm not being ornery. I'm just trying to help you. You go to, the, you go to the doctor and say, oh, by the way, I don't think your diagnosis is right for me, doc. I want to take my own medicine. You do that when you go in there? You do that? You do that? Do you do that? You bring your car to the guy and go, oh, it's making this really weird squeak. And then after he diagnoses what's going on, you tell him, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fix it my own way. Put paper clips on it and all this. stuff. you do that? Do you do that? Do you do, does anybody do that? You do that? You duct tape it? Did you do that? No. Then why would you come in here and hear what you're supposed to do and not do it? Hello? Let us let me do that again because you get distracted like three-year-olds. Come here. I'm not saying all of you. Just, just take this. Do like, you understand what I'm saying? God's given us the prescription. Let's do it. There you go. Now you got it. See it? Well, how do I know I'm going over the edge? Look, man, you got to be able to do it when you don't understand it. That's the key. I don't understand it. It doesn't look like nothing's working. It's probably working. Just when you start, listen to me, just when you start getting discouraged, you're probably tipping the iceberg. Just when you start getting discouraged, you're probably tipping the iceberg. How long do I got to say something? You're probably getting close to just start speaking. See it? Don't, because it's got to work. It's God. It's got to work. We found what he said to do. So don't, I'm sitting there. Oh my God, how long is this going on for? And something will happen. I'm telling you. And then you go. Is this how you're supposed to do this stuff spiritually? I'm going tell you right here now. Let me tell, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you the quick. You want the fast track? You want a million dollar nugget? It's faster that way than any other way. Because you can't think your way out of this stuff. You got to get God in this stuff. Stay in him. It's easier. Trust me. It might look like it's harder. Stay in him. It's easier. Because when you come out of him, all you got is human reasoning and human resources. That's not enough. I need spiritual change and transformation that only spiritually can happen. Human reasoning ain't going to work this out of me. Human reasoning, ain't, all the counseling in the world ain't going to work this out of me. Get the counseling. I'm not throwing one out with the other, but you better get this side first. Because this is how side makes you strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Because now I'm not in this thing of mine Okay, that's enough. Now you know why I do that with you? Because I need you strong. I need you with me. Because if you don't, oh, I don't need that. You need it. Okay. God's glory is the most powerful substance that exists. It is the power that emanated from Jesus when he walked on earth. It's the power that reached into the pit of hell and resurrected him from the dead. Look at Romans 6 and 4. You okay with this? Give me like six more minutes, okay? I'm going to keep you. I'm not going to keep you all day. It's a lot. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory, the glory got him out of the grave, the glory got him out of the grave by the power of the Father. The glory of the Father. Who's, it was the power of God that God, what do you say? The glory of God is what? Or the Father is what? The power of the Father resurrecting Jesus Christ. Come on, how you think me and you, got saved? it was the glory of Jesus that manifested. That same power that rose Jesus from the dead is the same power that rose me and you from the dead. It's resurrection power. And that resurrection power got in you and transformed you and changed you and took you out of darkness and put you in the marvelous light. The power of God. Well, that power ain't gone. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you to activate it. It's the glory of God. It's glorious power that is abiding in every born again believer. It's the power that's abiding in you. Okay, so I got this glory. So what do I got to do to do it? Just I'll I'll give you one, and then we'll see if we can get through. If not, we're good. You got to start. Write this down. Number one thing you got to do. I got to start looking for the glory. I know where it is. It's in me, but I got to start expecting it. Start moving in my situations. I'm going to explain it. What's that mean? Look for the glory. Okay. If we aren't expecting to see the glory of God, we probably won't. Just like anything in the kingdom of God, it takes faith to see a manifestation. You got to start expecting God's power and presence to show up in your daily life and situations in life. You got it? Like you got some kids, they might look like they're they're going left field. You got to expect the power and presence of God to go get them. You might have a marriage right now. It looks like Jesus Christ himself can't put this thing back together. You got to expect the power and presence of God to get in there and do what he could do to do some stuff. You might have some situation look dead. Man, the doctor said there ain't no way. You got to get some resurrection power showing up in some situation and give it a go. You understand what I'm saying? You might look like, man, I've jacked up the last 50 years of my life. There ain't no way I could turn this thing around. God could come in there. I'm expecting God's power and presence to invade my life and t- change some situations and turn some circumstances and do some stuff that only the power of God can do. You got to start putting a demand on expecting the glory of God to show up in your life. Amen. The power of God, the presence of God. Praise me to God. It's good. Moses said it the best. I told him in the morning. Moses said, if you don't go before me and let the glory go before me, I ain't going. You can forget it. If the glory ain't going before me, I ain't going. Some of you need some power and some presence. If you aren't expecting to see the glory, we probably won't. Just like anything else, guys, the kingdom takes faith to see a manifestation. The glory of God is a visible power. Does that make sense? It's also known as the Shekinah glory, right? It's the presence of God dwelling on earth. Okay? It's important. So, so, so important. So important. I think the prophet Send the best. You know, the glory of God is—it's like it's, it's a manifested power. The same glory that raised Jesus from the dead was manifested. The same glory is in you, and can you see this thing? Boy, I'll tell you right here now. Here's a big one too. Just write this down. Number two. I'm gonna give you a couple of these because I can quick track. I couldn't do it in the morning. I gotta pray for the glory. I gotta look for it, and I gotta pray for it. You gotta pray for the glory. What do you mean praying for the glory? How do I pray for the glory? I'm gonna show you right now. I got. It. Let me give you all of them. I got four points. You can take them and then next week. We'll get some new stuff for you. The other guys from 9, they can go back. For I considered, well, look at this, pray for the glory. The God said he revealed. reveal it. How do you pray for the glory of God? First, you pray that the glory will be revealed to you and in you. How do I pray for it? I pray for the glory of God. I pray like this. Pray the glory of God will be revealed to you. That's Romans 8.18. Romans 8.18. In the New King James, it reads better. I don't know if we got that, but... Um, if not, put it in there. I'll read it in there. First, pray for the glory to be revealed in you, to you and in you. I'm sorry. You can see the experience and experience the glory of God, but you must diligently ask and seek for it to be revealed. Okay? When Moses when Moses saw the glory, he asked what? Let me, let me see more. All right? Please show me your glory. He wanted to see it. Why do you want to see it? Each born-again believer has the ability to manifest God's glory here on the earth, but we must believe and when we pray. The power of God will show up. You're releasing the power of God in your prayers. But see, how, let me ask you a How more loaded is your prayer life when you know the presence of power of God's in it? Your prayer life just changed if you listen to me today. When I pray the presence of God, it's in me. It's going to come out of me. When I pray for you, it's going to come out of me. So I'm saying? For I considered, well, you've got the new conditions. Look at this. For I considered that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. It's going to be revealed in us. So you go through a light affliction, but the glory is being revealed in you. Does that make sense? What do you mean? There's a little pressure living in life. You know that. But the glory is being revealed in us. We've got to ask God to reveal reveal it. Reveal it. You know what I'm saying? And then when you pray, you're praying it. So I'm expecting it, and I'm praying it. Then I'm releasing it. Reveal it in me, and reveal it around me. Let me see it. I'm looking for your glory. Okay? Did you pull that in? Here, we can get these in, and then we can go. You want the other two? How about this one? Prepare for the glory. Man, that's when the church, now, now watch this, watch this. I told the music team, well, I told a couple of them, I told, I didn't tell everybody, I should talk to all of you one day, I will. I said, you better, you better get everything tight, because you guys started. That's how it works, man, music always goes first. I said, excellence is key, man, setting up the atmosphere, that's why in the church, it's important, you prepare for the glory. They do a great job, they do it all the time, but you prepare for the glory, you come in here prepared, you prepare for the glory, you know what I'm saying? Like, this stuff's holy, man. They got church like it's like a wah-wah for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Oh, come in here. You know, I don't care you drink coffee. Drink all the coffee you want. I, don't, I drink eight cups a day. Don't do nothing to me. right? I don't care. But when you come in the atmosphere of God, you know what I mean? I don't care if you come in here eating hot dogs. You understand what I'm saying? Pay attention to me. You Pay attention, though. But when we're done eating hot dogs and we go to enter in, you better get ready because the king's showing up. You got to prepare like king's coming. You know what I mean? And it's sacrifice sometimes that worship, you know. I told the praise team, man, I don't know how you do it. Come out here, people. Times just, oh, my God, it's God, man. Cut it out. Fake it if you don't know what to do. Just close your eyes and just think about what you're, praise the Lord, what time is this over? But don't let nobody know. No, I'm telling you, man, cut that out. Who in the world wants to come see you? You start acting like that. Can you imagine acting like that around your wife? Oh, you're here. Great. What well, time's is this over? <laughs> bro, you dudes ain't never gonna get a date, bro. All oh, you single guys, man, come in here. <sighs> you better wake up. I tell all you girls, you better bring me these ding dongs before you even go any further with them. Yeah, you gotta quaff them. Let me lay hands on that Joker. I'll start praying in tongues in the office. If he can't handle that, get rid of him. Yeah, get rid of that Joker. He's a clown anyway. You know what I'm saying? Bring Say, Pastor Chris, I found this guy. Yeah, I'll find out what you found. Bring him in the office. And I'll work him out real quick. Yeah, ask him a couple questions. If he can make it through a couple questions, we we'll give him a couple more. If he can't make it through that, we get rid of him. Well, why is that? Don't you want me to be happy? Yeah, I want you to be real happy. Right. Yeah, real happy. You got you gonna have happiness for a moment. I want you to have happiness for a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm in love. Yeah, you're in love. Smack love right out of you. Let's see if love come back in you. Come on. I got joke. That's funny, though, right? Everybody in, everybody in love. I know you're in love. Let's qualify that joker, though. Amen? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm not picking on you, but Jesus, good God, what's wrong with some of you? <laughs> you be cry. You want to cry? Look, man, you're going to cry early with me. You're going to cry by yourself forever. I told the one dude that, he come in the office, oh, my God, who was that? It was the dinghy bird, right? I, they come in, cry, cry. I said, cry with me today or cry by yourself forever because no will make you cry. But you cry early, you don't have to cry forever because we're all going to cry. You know what I'm saying? You ever hear no from God? Boy, I hate no. I used to hate no. How many of you hate no? You Remember when you got God, can I have this? And God's like, no. And then you try to weasel out of it. Well, maybe that was maybe. Right? Was that maybe God? Right? It's painful. You grab Jesus. Don't love me. So mean, God. You're so mean. God, I know that's why you crucified Jesus. You're such a meanie. It was you that did it. You did it. Don't lie. I know how some y'all act like your you're spiritual. Y'all liars. I know how you are at home. You quit, God. You quit. I ain't going back. I hate Pastor Chris. I hate the church. Relevant, 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 re- relevance. I don't even know how to say it. I can't stand it. I'm like nothing about it. Like I don't even like the greeters, and they're nice, but I don't like them because God, you're a big meanie. Won't give me what I want. How many now? How many now? Yes means maybe no. Cause you smart now. You, I've said this before. God, are you sure you want me to do this? Yes, I'm gonna come back tomorrow. Just make sure, sure. Cause, cause look, I got a real good life right now. I got no problems. And if I start that small group, I might hurt somebody. So praise be to God. Make sure it's you, Lord. Is it really, really, really you? Give me a sign. <laughs> we ain't looking for signs. But you know what I'm saying? Like you, so, you got it so good in God, you don't want to get out. Because I got, I got peace. Remember when you didn't have peace? Oh, God, I'm going to preach right now. Remember when you didn't have peace? Oh, my God, you would have paid to get out of this thing. Get me out of this mess. God, get me out of this mess. God, please get me out of this mess. And then, like, months went by. Oh, my God. It's like grating on a chalkboard. Oh, my God. The job or the thing or the plan or something. Even some of you were in that church like that. I know what that's like, too, bro. Oh, my God. Can I go? And then, all of a sudden, you're free. I'm free. I'm free. And now you're like, I like free. Woo. This is it. I Got a glide in my stride. I got a pep in my step. Woo, I got my bounce back. Woo, things are good. Here come God. God, seriously, don't be playing. Don't be playing. Are you serious? You're serious? You're serious about this? Because it's good here. I like it. I got sanity. Look, I got rid of that thing. Blessed assurance. Yeah, it was blessed, all right. You know, I got rid, I'm free. You sure you want me to do this? See it. See it? Let the, glory, let the glory move. Let it get in your situations. It's God's power in presence. Let me ask a question. What happens if you got something and God's presence isn't in it? Well, he's probably not in it. Oh, there you go. You got to leave the. let the presence come in. You know what I mean? Give it a little thing. Give it a little moment. Is the presence of God on that? Because if it ain't, you probably don't have no part around it. Because here's my question. If God ain't on it, why would you want to be in it? Man, I told you, man, I don't know if I can even say this. I told somebody the other day, I said, why do you want to be with somebody that's not submitted unto God? Are you a complete, look, let me look over here. Are you a complete dipstick? <laughs> let me just do this for the sake of all you people. Are you completely out of your stinking mind? Because you're going to be with a person with God, you're with God, and you're going to be with a person who has nothing to do with God, nor does he listen or she listen to God. And you're going to be navigated by God to go near this. And then you're going to have nothing but trouble the rest of your life. Because if you're not submitted to God, how in the world will you ever walk with me? Do you see it? Because you see, here's the problem. You're not smart enough to make your own decisions. How can you say that? Because I've already met Adam. And I've already met Eve. I know everyone in the face of the earth by the qualifications of that garden. Because I'm smart enough to know this. God will give you nothing that becomes an idol in your life. So everything in your life has to flow through Him. And if you get with someone unsubmitted to Him, you've got one road you're, called, and you're, you're on it right now. It's called misery. And you ain't getting off it. Never. Because, and, and, and let me tell you, it ain't going to happen down the road. Right. You better get that thing with God. Some of you need some power to show up right now to get you out of the problem you're in. And some of you ain't in a problem. Don't make a creative problem. Get out of it now. You can, you got time. Because if you ain't going to submit to God, we can't go no further. And I'll give people a moment, but I got news for you. Some of you are on that road. Get out. Now, if you got married and you're in there and you're stuck, don't worry. Bring them in here and get the glory on it. Because some of these need to be resurrected. If you ain't, guess what? Find the high road now, quick. How in the world are you going to get someone that ain't going to submit to God and they're going to le- walk with You? See you out of your mind. See, here's the thing. How can can you do that, Pastor Chris? I I told you, leave me in this lane. Can I help you? God said this, I'm first. Adam said, you're not enough. He said, okay, I'll give you a woman. You got her. She's yours. But here's the deal. You don't get her without me. And she'll never get you without me. So here's the cute little story. Here's how it goes. Everybody's got to submit into God or nobody gets what they want. So you want misery? It's called the road. You're going to be on it. Why? Because the only way to get what you want is from God, and God's going to sit there and go, I'm God. You ready to listen to me yet? And he's going to go, I don't really want to listen to God. So guess what? you got nothing but trouble the rest of your life. So here's what we do. Go find them that are qualified to listen to God, and then you go, okay, this might be safe. Well, look at that. Isn't that Marriage 101? And there's the Jimmy Evans conference in eight minutes. Now live it. But you're going to get in this thing with somebody that's not going to listen, so how in the world are you going to get what you need in life because a piece of you's trapped in them? And you don't get it out without him in the middle. Look at that. Ain't that good? So how how bad do you want what you want? Because I'll tell you what, you might want what you want, but you'll never get what you need. Not unless it comes from the hand of God. There you go. That's 101. I don't know why you pulled me there. That's your fault. Okay. Three, prepare for the glory. Okay. The love of God's there. Did you ever know this? There's degrees of God's glory. The more you walk in love, the more you walk in expectation, you can have it. Okay? Prepare for the glory. Get yourself as a love person. Okay? And here's the last one. Walk in the glory. Okay? you, you Walk in the glory. What's that mean? The glory of God looks for a dwelling place. You, it's 2 Corinthians 3.18 in the New King James. Are you all right with all that? Look, guys. Hey, listen. When I get you with that stuff, listen to me. When I, because I gotta fix a little bit of stuff. For some of you, like a little bit messed up. Come here. Look. If you're in a marriage right now, we could turn it around. Two willing parties, we could turn anything around. One willing party is a little bit harder, but we can get it to work. Okay. The other thing is for some of you, and and sometimes you get in a season in life, and I understand. I've been there. We're like, you want to see the promise of God in your life, but sometimes it's hard to see how it's going to happen. Look, it go slow, man. You don't want to get in something to the point where you can't, you can't navigate with God in it. It's not worth it. I know your soul wants something, but what your soul wants, you better not give it, because sometimes it gets what it doesn't need. That's all I'm saying. So go in and say, well, I'm giving up something by walking with God. You're getting everything you want while walking with God. Don't look at it as a negative. That's just not just for I want that money. Well, you can't get into business that's not agreeable with God. You can't start something God never told you to start you got to wait in the timing of the Lord in certain things. And the only way to get it to work is allow God's presence to get on it. Because when God's presence got on it, that means God's in it. And when God's in it, that's when everything changes. Does it kind of click? That's what I'm saying. I'm not picking on you guys. Some of you are like, well, you know. But here's my thing. If everybody's not submitted unto the Lord, how in the world are we going to walk together? You can't walk together. Amos 3 :3 says what? Unless we agree, we ain't walking together, guys. You can't do it. So how's one person going to be on one page and another person going to be on another page and you're going to get on the same page? Man, you need a miracle to do that. So why, why do we got to go get the, the miracles in life? Some people need a miracle in their life because they couldn't walk in obedience in the first season of their life. So how about we fix you in the first season so we don't have to live on a miracle in the next season. And we can walk by faith. But that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying look, I, look, I'd be lying if I came here and said, I, look, I pulled more boneheaded things without God in it than I ever need to be what, testifying about. So you just learn, if God ain't in it, I don't want to be in it. Business, wealth, church, God in it, if he ain't in it, I don't want to be in it. If he ain't doing it, I don't want to do it. But I'll tell you what, if he's in it, I'll be the first one to go forward. Look, but we all with unveiled face, beholding in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Look at that. See that? Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. See that? He's changing you from glory to glory. He's revealing the glory. His presence is coming stronger and stronger in your life. Amen. Put a demand on it. So did you get it? Here's the last one, right? You got that one? We're walking in glory. That's the scripture I gave you. The glory of God looks for a dwelling place. The original house of the glory of God was the tabernacle, but under the new covenant. 1 Corinthians 3.16, let them see that. New King James, do you not know that your body is the temple of the spirit of God? We are God's house, his temple, only, only this temple. Amen in us is where the glory of God is fixed. That means the glory of God is residing in you. When you start looking for the glory, expecting the glory, it's power. what is it glory? Power in presence. Power in presence. Power in presence. Power in presence. When you look for the glory to start showing up in the family, you look for the glory to start showing up in the, oh come on, you look for the glory. It's the power. I'm looking for the, po- well, hey, this seems to be impossible. No, nothing is impossible when the power shows up. Nothing's impossible when the president shows up. Nothing's impossible for me because why? I got the glory of God in me, amen. You're a releaser of the glory of God. You're a releaser of the presence of God. You're a releaser of the power of God, amen. So what you got to do? Just put a demand on the glory, amen. Let's be more aware of it is what I'm saying. You know, sometimes if you're not aware of something, you don't even know you got it, but it's in you, okay? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great today, amen. Somebody's like, I don't even know the glory is in me. Well, praise be to God. It's waiting for you to release it. It's waiting for you to be releasing it. Amen. Just lift your hands up to heaven right now. Hallelujah. Man, I'm telling you what. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Slip your hands in heaven. Close your eyes and just thank Him. Thank Him. Hallelujah. Thank you for your glory, Lord. Thank you for the power of God. Thank you for the presence of God. Thank you for the ability of God. Halle, hallelujah. Hallel, 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 hallel. Glory to God. Thank you. Just thank Him for the glory.